Thank you for joining us for a Commuter Rail Coalition Soundbite, where we bring you critical information impacting commuter railroads across North America. Today's soundbite is an excerpt from the Commuter Rail Coalition Spring Meeting, where United States Deputy Secretary of Transportation, Polly Trottenberg, addressed our members. Polly is introduced in this soundbite by Tom Prendergast, AECOM's Metro New York Executive for Design and Consulting Services, and Connecticut Department of Transportation Commissioner, Joe Gilletti, both of whom served at the New York MTA when Ms. Trottenberg was on the MTA board. For those of you that don't know, Polly has been in transportation, uh, I think the overwhelming majority, if not her entire career. And she's not only a strong advocate for transportation, but she understands commuter rail and the importance it plays in a metropolitan region to knit together all the different transportation services. When she worked as a staff member for members of Congress, she was uh, instrumental in a lot of the legislation and the funding. When she was a board member at the MTA, She was one who not only got and understood what the basic purpose and function of a public transportation agency was, an advocate for its customers, and a keen sense of knowing how to navigate the political waters to get something done. And we had the actual benefit, a dual benefit of her not only being a board member, but the commissioner for New York City Department of Transportation. And for the other mode, the other mode meaning buses, that was an extremely important thing to do. But from a commuter rail perspective, she absolutely gets it. And so I hope you're doing well, Polly. And from my end, okay, you know, Polly was one of the people that when I would be called to the shed for discussions with the governor, you know, I at least could see her outside there. You know, it's it's wonderful to have somebody that not only understands what is going on, but, you know, Polly served under Senator Patrick Monahan, Chuck Schumer, uh, Barbara Boxer. Uh, she has an extensive background and has been down this road in Washington before. And we've had her in terms of looking at it from an Ashto perspective, from an APTA perspective, from a commuter rail perspective. I don't think in my 50 years we've had an opportunity to have the type of funding that we see coming at us and the team that she's been able to put together as well, where you've got Nuria, you've got Amit, you've got Stephanie Pollock all sitting there with backgrounds in transportation that are making the decisions and helping support us as we're going forward. So, Polly, I truly appreciate you coming forward. You know, I know how busy your schedule is, but thank you for coming forward to come and talk with us. Well, thank you all. Thanks, Tom and Joe, for such a nice intro. You know, let me first start off by saying thanks to all of you. I say this to everyone. What a tough couple of years it's been. And, you know, I look around this group of folks and I know what amazing leaders you have been and the hardships and the challenges you have faced. And particularly for commuter rail, the challenges you still face. And I know all of us who are in this line of work, when I had the fun of being the New York City DOT commissioner and being on the MTA board as the city's representative, I got hammered pretty regularly by all sides. So I know these can be very challenging times to be public servants. So thank you for all of that. And, you know, look, I have a special fondness in my heart coming from the New York region. I actually, I grew up in Pelham, New York. So we were the quintessential commuter rail suburb. My father rode in then what was the precursor to Metro North every day. It had the bar car of which he availed himself. 
And, you know, it's just a, like a tremendous integral part of, of so many of the metro regions that you all serve. And you are right, you know, this is, I have to say, thank you for mentioning both the team and the funding on the table. And Tom's saying, hope you're doing well, Polly. I'm very busy, but I am like the luckiest woman ever right now because um, you can work in your career for decades and never see the stars align like they have aligned for us at the moment. As you mentioned, tremendous you know, colleagues at the agency, Nuria, Stephanie, Amit, a whole bunch of other fantastic folks, a wonderful secretary who's just a lovely guy to work for and just, I think, kind of elevates transportation at the national level in a way you've never seen. And a president who really loves it. It's been for any of you who spend time in Washington, this has been like the joke of USDOTs for decades, Republican and Democratic, about whether the president would say the word transportation during the State of the Union. Unless I guess like in the Clinton years, like Bill Clinton mentioned something about like a bridge to the future and everyone got excited. But, you know, clearly we have a president. We are he mentioned infrastructure decade. And, you know, it's a pretty exciting moment. And then, look, as I think I started off the conversation, though, also a moment of incredible challenges as we come out of covid and we try and I think particularly and look, I don't want to talk for too long because I really want to hear from you all as we sort of look at, like, what's the future of mass transit, how commuting patterns are changing how we take the dollars and the collective leadership we have right at this moment and do everything we can to like build and strengthen and create the transit industry of the future. Look, I think you all know, you know, the bill has the sort of the largest dollar amount for transit that we have ever seen in history. And, and Tom's right. Some of us, myself, spent a lot of years on Capitol Hill and transit dollar fights. It's an incredible opportunity. And the better we spend the money, the more of a, I think, support we'll build for future Funding. It is the most incredible passenger rail. I mean, it is more passenger rail funding than Amtrak has seen in the 50 years of its existence. We also have a tremendous number of discretionary grant programs, I think, you know, which which we can talk about, which can potentially be, you know, possibilities for a lot of you. Raise and, and by the way, we just were looking at the new omnibus. That's even given DOT more funding. We are on a roll, I have to say. It's a great time to be in Washington. And we have discretionary grant programs like RAISE and Infra. You know, there are some ones that are sort of specialized in terms of grade crossings and station accessibility. I think a bunch of sort of larger and smaller discretionary grant programs. And of course, the mega programs, which I think for some of you, I already perhaps know of some systems that are already eyeing the mega dollars. But I also know, you know, you all have a lot of policy concerns, insurance and liability issues, sort of how you work with Amtrak, you know, et cetera. So, you know, look, I just want to say, we have, I think, Joe, as you said, a great team. We are so excited to roll up our sleeves and work with you all. You know, this is the chance for all of us to succeed collectively. We want to help you every step of the way, but, you know, we, we're going to need your success to have our success. And particularly for this sort of existential moment for the commuter railroads, thinking through, you know, what sort of the model of the future will be. And, and it is funny because Tom remembers me fondly, but one thing he and I used to spar over was the issue of how commuter rails serve the cities and sort of the old model, the Long Island Railroad model of we're trying to funnel everyone in and we want to make sure they all have seats. So we don't want to make it too inexpensive for urban, uh, you know, for, for folks at the urban stops. But, uh, you know, that I realize now, you know, in this new sort of changing commuter patterns, I'm sure a lot of you are sort of rethinking that model. So um, with that, look, I would just love to take questions. And I, you know, I'll just start with a question for all of you. I'd sort of love to hear how everybody's doing and, you know, how you're thinking about the federal programs and, and what help you, you do need from us. Because we really, that's what we want to do. We want to try and help everyone come out of COVID and seize this moment. 